Nancy and I bought a computer. Well, that, not recently. This was back in the early 90s. We bought it from Sears of all places. It was a Packard Bell, as best I can remember. And I think maybe it had a 40 megabyte hard drive. Not a 40 gigabyte hard drive, but a 40 megabyte hard drive. So it was primitive by today's standards. One of the other things that was primitive on that were the games. Now, I don't play a lot of video games, but uh, back in college, I enjoyed going to arcades, playing games like Galaxka and Miss Pac-Man, and there was this game called Dig Dug, and it basically had a a miner who would dig tunnels on the screen, which kind of looked like Earth. He'd dig tunnels on the screen, and there were little creatures who were trying to catch him, and there was uh, there were all kinds of, of dangers that were available in that, uh, in that little maze that he was making for himself. Well, this computer came with kind of a, a knockoff version of that. I don't know what it was called, but it wasn't a little miner. It was a little creature, and he would dig through the tunnels, and there were other little creatures who were chasing him. And typically, I played this kind of mindless game until I either won or lost. In other words, I never tried to get out of a game when I was in the middle of the game. Well, on one occasion, my wife called me. Nancy called, and she needed me to come. And, of course, being the, the loving, caring, ever-attentive husband that I am, I immediately got up to go see what she wanted. Well, wait a minute. It wasn't immediately. I was in the middle of a game, and so I went to hit the escape key. You know that key that's up in the upper left-hand corner of your keyboard? I went to hit the escape key so I could either pause the game or exit the game. And here's the message that came up on the screen. There is no escape. Well, that's kind of how it feels over the last couple of weeks as we've been in this uh, real conundrum called the the COVID-19 or coronavirus outbreak pandemic that we're in. And it's created all kinds of havoc and messed everything up. Our economy, people's lives, losing jobs. It's been a real, real mess. And the problem is there's no escape button. There's no escape key. There is no seemingly no escape. And so as as I was considering all this, as I was praying for our people and praying for the world, which I hope you're doing too, um, God led me to a scripture that I want to share with you today, and it's in Psalm 46. If you've got your Bibles, you want to open up. We're going to look at the the first three verses of Psalm 46, but as we do that, I pray that God will, will speak to us today. Let's take a look at Psalm 46 together. And here is what we see there. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Father, will you help us to process this today in light of all that we're going through, help us to understand it, to embrace it, to be embraced by it, to know you better, and to find our way through this really challenging time where there just appears to be no escape. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, as we take a look at this passage, there are a few things we want to note. Uh, one of those things is, is some of the key words And the first word I'd like us to consider together is this word refuge. We see it in the Bible a lot, but we don't use it a lot in our normal vernacular, just our normal talking day in, day out. 
The word refuge basically means this. It means uh, a place of security, a place of shelter, a place of hope. And we can use this word in a lot of ways. We can say a refuge, for instance, is shade on a scorching hot day. That's, That's a refuge. It gets us out of, it protects us from that scorching hot sun. It could be maybe an umbrella during a a heavy downpour. That's a a refuge, a place where we seek shelter. It could be a storm cellar during a tornado. Again, a refuge, a place of protection, a place of safety, a place that provides some hope. But with all these things, with all these things, we need to say this, those are temporary. They are a refuge, but they're temporary. They're short-lived. In fact, sometimes they can be very fragile and flimsy, and sometimes they just are ineffective completely. But that's not what we read here. When it tells us from the very beginning in verse 1, God is our refuge, it is declaring something that we need to hear in a time like this, that God is trustworthy, that we can trust Him, that He is strong enough and good enough that he is the source of our hope, and in fact, the object of our hope, that no matter what happens, even if the world begins to crumble around me, and listen, for some of you, that's exactly what's just happened. Even then, God's got me. I can trust him. He's my refuge. He is the one to whom I can run and know that he is there for me. Take a look with me in Psalm 91, where we read these verses. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Look look at that. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. Now, I've had the privilege of going to the Holy Land a couple of times, and, and one of the places that are really fascinating to me, because we read about it all the time, about this, this wilderness, this Judean wilderness. And if you go south of Jerusalem, down toward the Dead Sea, man, it is as dry as a bone. It's hard to see anything living out there. A few scrubby trees here and there, a few bushes, that's about it. It is a very, very desolate place. Now, I have been, (coughs) excuse me, I have been there in the fall. In the fall, temperatures are pretty good. Until you go down to the Judean wilderness, you get out there, and the temperatures, even in the fall, are in the upper 90s, and the sun is just beating down on you. I cannot imagine what it would be like in July or in August. The temperatures have to be incredibly hot. The sun just beating down on you. And what you would want to find is some shade, a shadow, a place where you can go for protection. And that's the image we see here in verse 1 of Psalm 91. And in verse 2, I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And so when we talk about God as a refuge, he is someone that we can go to who's a a fortress for us, a refuge for us, someone we can trust in tough times. Now the next word we want to look at is the word strength. God is our strength. We see that here in this passage. Now, strength, there's, there's no magical Hebrew word for this at all, 
The word strength means force, it means power, it means might, just exactly what we think strength is. God is that. In fact, what we need to know is that God is strong enough. He has no weaknesses. He is strong enough, especially in this time of our need. In Habakkuk chapter 3, I want to read a few verses from there for you. Habakkuk chapter 3, and this is... Beginning with verse 17, I want you to hear the word of this prophet with a really funny name. He writes this, Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor the fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation God, the Lord, is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. Listen, God is my strength. When everything in the world is going wrong, and, and that was a pretty tough list Habakkuk gave. When the bottom falls out, when you're not on top of the world, but the world is on top of you, God is my strength. And I don't want us to to miss what's being said here. It's not saying God was my strength. It's not saying God will be my strength. Those things are true. It says God is our strength. God is our strength. Right here, right now, God is our strength. Sometimes we get the idea that we're self-sufficient. That we're smart enough and we're capable enough and we're, we're strong enough to figure all this stuff out for ourselves and, and make it in this world. Especially when times are good, that's kind of how we feel. Well, wait a minute. When I say we, I actually mean me. I mean, I have to confess, there are times where I feel self-sufficient. I feel fully capable. I feel like I'm smart enough. I can do this ministry thing. I can do this life thing. I don't need to to lean into God every moment of every day. I don't need to depend on him every moment every day. You know, I've been doing this for 25 years. I've got got degrees hanging on the wall. But the reality is, and I believe this with all my heart, I just don't live it all the time, that the true mark of a spiritual leader is that he or she depends on God constantly we never get this concept that we're independent we never get this concept that we are fully sufficient there's a guy in the new testament named paul you may remember him and if there were anybody who had any reason to brag and boast and say man look at me i'm self-sufficient it would be the apostle paul not only did he excel beyond all his peers when he was a pharisee but this guy was a was a preacher he was a he was an evangelist. He was a, he was a church planter. He was a, a discipler. He was a leader. <laughs> he wrote over half the New Testament. If there was anybody who could say, man, I've got it. Look at me. I have arrived. I'm self-sufficient. I don't need to lean into God each and every day. It would be Paul, but that's not what Paul said at all. In fact, in talking to the church in Corinth, he didn't brag about his strengths. What about his weaknesses? Look at this. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, Paul writes this. But he said to me, that is God speaking to him, my strength is sufficient for you. It's enough. For my power is made perfect in what? In weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For the sake of Christ, then, I am content with my weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecution, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. Man, that one hit me like a ton of bricks. When I'm weak, then I'm really strong. Because I'm not relying on Jimmy. I'm relying on the Lord. My, my strength, it comes to an end. It, 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 I get worn down, run down, worn out. But not God. God's strength is always, always, always enough. Now the third phrase I want us to look at is this, that God is a very present help in trouble. God is a very present help in trouble. Now, my dad, he loved Westerns, and he'd watch Westerns on TV when they came on. And because he watched Westerns, that means the rest of the family was there watching the Westerns with him. And uh, one of the themes that repeats in these Westerns a lot is you've got this small band of settlers or cowboys or whoever it is, and they are outnumbered and they are encircled, and it looks hopeless and helpless. And, uh, and then as you near the end of the, at the TV show or near the end of the movie, you hear this trumpet in the distance. And, and they begin to turn and look. And, and over the, the rise, there's a, a, a cloud of dust forming. And then pretty soon you see wave after wave after wave of horses and riders coming down. And the cavalry has arrived to swoop down and save the day and to bring hope into a hopeless situation. Now, I want to tell you, this is not the way God works. This is not the way God works. Jesus said, I will be with you always to the very end of the age. God has told us that he will not leave us or forsake us. So, so we're not in the midst of all that's going on right now. We're not, we're not huddled up in a hopeless situation, hoping to hear the trumpet blast, hoping to hear the bugler on the hill, hoping to see the cloud of dust and the cavalry run down. You need to know this. God is with you. It's not past tense. It's not future tense. All those are true. God is is our refuge right where we are right now god is our strength god is our very present help in troubled times present means he is with us just as he promised he would always be now, i know for many of you it's a very tense time very difficult time i can imagine that those of you who are watching this or or some of you um, believe that your jobs are in jeopardy. Some of you have already had your hours cut back. Some of you have already been set, set aside. This is a very stressful time, a time where you have a lot of unanswered questions, a time where you may feel that you are just kind of huddled up and all the world is around you and it's about to collapse in on you and you're just hoping for the cavalry to come and to rescue. 
And then we turn on the TV and we hear that there are certain places where the, the medical system is almost close to collapse. We see that, that stores are closing. We see the, the, the unemployment rate skyrocketing. We see the stock market having fallen off the cliff is now just kind of bouncing it seemingly down at the bottom of that cliff. We go to the grocery store and, and my goodness, you've got a whole line where toilet paper and paper towels used to be that's completely empty. We see doctors and nurses running out of respirators, running out of ventilators, running out of masks, running out of things that they need to, to be able to, to minister right where they are. It's almost like we've been picked up out of the normal world and dropped over here in this bizarro world. And it's kind of like our world, but it's nothing like our world. It's really cracked and messed up and broken and chipped and dinged and dented and, and it's letting all this fear seep into our lives. The only good thing, I guess, is that gas prices are down. But we got nowhere to go. We're supposed to stay home. Well, here's what I want you to hear in the midst of all this uncertainty, all this anxiety, all this fear. Here's what I want you to hear. God is saying to you, do not fear. I am with you. I am your refuge. I am your strength. I am a very present help to you in time of trouble. And even if the foundations of your world are falling out right now, I'm not walking away from you. I'm not turning my back on you. I am with you. I've got you. I hope that you can believe that. I hope that you can trust that. I hope that you can rely on that. Now listen, you would think, okay, that's it. That, that's, all, that's all he's got. That's all he's going to say. But there's, there's something more that I need to share with you. And this is critically important that we get this. God is not only my refuge. God is not only my strength. God is not only my help, present help in time of trouble. And God is not only your strength. God is not only your refuge. And God is not only your help in time of trouble. Get this. What the scripture says is, God is our refuge, our strength, our help in troubled times. In other words, we definitely are in this together. We're all in the same boat. We are in this as God's people together. And we need to, in this time, cling to God but we also need to support one another, encourage one another, be there for one another. Listen, this is not a time to, to fear. This is a time for the church of God to be bold, to show that we're not about four walls, that we're about being the church out in the world. This is not a time for followers of Christ to be hoarding everything. This is a time for us to be incredibly generous. And I want to let you know that there are people right now who have said, hey, listen, if there, if there are those who need errands run, they can't get out, they can't go to the grocery store, they can't go to the pharmacy, or maybe they shouldn't do those things. We've got people in our church right now who are willing to go and run those errands to bring groceries, to bring medicines, to bring those things right to the door to leave them. And so, listen, it's an hour thing. 
We've got men and women who are willing to help with, with education. You know, a lot of you parents feel overwhelmed because your students have work to do, and it's beyond your capacity. Believe me, when I hit fourth or fifth grade trying to help my kids, it was beyond me. So I understand. But we've got men and women in the church who said, you know what, I'll help. I'll be willing to provide online or on the telephone some, some help in, in getting you through these problems. And you're going to find that uh, attached to, if you're on Facebook watching this or you go to our Facebook page, you will find links that you can go to or on our website, links that you can go to that you can find out how you can connect with these ministries if you need them. Hey, one of the neat things that I discovered was uh, a few days ago, I had someone who called me and said, hey, listen, we recognize that, that hospitals are running out of masks. We recognize there's a need there. And we are going to shift over from our quilting ministry over to, to making these, these masks. And now what I've discovered is that that has grown here in this community in Green and, and Putnam County. It's grown so that now there's a, a plan to have over two, excuse me, over 3,000 of these masks made within a two-week period of time. I cannot imagine. To me, this, this seems like rocket science, but, but there are people working on this even now to make these available. And there's so many other things. Let me let, me let you know that that's, uh, starting tomorrow outside of the Grace Fellowship building on our campus, we will have a box that's right up by the front door. It'll be outside, not inside. And the Greene County food pantry is running low on food they need food so if you would like to share during this time and you are capable of getting out any kind of non-perishable goods canned goods cans fruit cans vegetables uh any kinds of uh rice or or beans or noodles or things like that if you can bring those kind of non-perishable items and bring them and put them in that box uh, they'll come and be picked up and they will be utilized, I assure you, during this time. This is not a time for us as the people of God to hoard. This is a time for us to be generous. This is not a time to be anxious, not a time to be fearful. This is a time for us to pray and lean into a God who is our refuge, our strength, and who is there for us in our times of trouble. I don't know if you needed this this, this, this morning, but, but I did. I needed this. I needed God to speak to me in this way. If you need this today, I want to share with you a couple of things. Number one is, if you've got a prayer concern, then on our Facebook page, under this thread, would you leave a prayer request? If you feel like you can leave your name in that request, just you may just say, listen, I'm afraid. I'm scared. I may lose my job, or maybe I've already lost my job. And there are going to be people who go through that thread and pray over those needs. If you, if you need Jesus, or you want to talk to someone about a relationship with Jesus Christ, if you want to talk to someone about what it means to be a part of a church so that you can be part of the hour, then I want to let you know that uh, we have a, a particular email address, my next steps at gracefellowship.ws and if you will send us an email we will be following up with you uh, within 48 hours to touch base with you and to see what needs there are there and how we can open up a dialogue and communicate with you 
Listen, know that we're praying for our community. We're praying for our world during this time. We're praying for you during this time. We love you. God loves you. He is our refuge. He is our strength. He is our help in troubled times. Would you pray with me? Father God, we come in the powerful name of Jesus and we thank you that we are not in this alone. We have you, God, with us, meeting our needs day in and day out. And we have the people of God, the family of God that we're part of. And Lord, we rejoice over that. We are not in this alone. Father, thank you for loving us. Thank you for providing for us. And thank you for giving many of us the ability to provide for others in this time. Lord, I pray for those who are struggling with spiritual decisions right now. If they need Jesus, Lord, I pray more than anything else, they will come to know him as Savior and Lord of their lives. If they need a church, that they would, they would be motivated by your spirit, moved by your spirit to, to connect with a, a local church, whether it's Grace Fellowship or somewhere else, that they can be part of that. And Lord, if they're simply fearful and anxious, that they would have your peace, which is, passes all understanding that regard their hearts and their minds in Christ Jesus. Lord, this is our prayer in the name of Jesus, our Savior, we pray. Amen. As we wrap things up today, I hope that you have discovered that God is your refuge and your strength, an ever-present help in troubled times. You know, we're in this together, and God's got us. We can trust Him. You can put your trust in Him. If you'd like to know more about what that means, please send us a short email at mynextsteps at gracefellowship.ws. Before we conclude, I want to share with you a very special song. It is, in fact, my favorite song because it speaks of the hope that we truly have in a God who is our refuge.